Hey podcast listeners, this is Dr. Sam and we're here for another iClarity podcast. We are at podcast number 83 and this is a Q&A podcast today. I'm going to take a few questions. So let's jump in. Uh, the first question is from Karen. She's from North Carolina. She writes, first, I want to thank you for all the wonderful, hopeful and extremely helpful informa information you give out to all of us who have eye disease. I look forward to listening to every one of your podcasts. Well, thank you, Karen. She goes on, six weeks ago, I was diagnosed with an eye virus and meibomian gland dysfunction. She had a cold for two weeks and then she thought she got something in her eye. She was prescribed a combo steroid antibiotic eye drop, one drop in each eye three times a day for 10 days. Well, it didn't get uh, much better. In fact, there were little bubbles that formed in the eye and the eye was pink. So she went back for a second opinion about a month later, and she was also diagnosed with a condition called episcleritis. And also she had a conjunctival uh, irritation as well. She was prescribed prednisone again, 1%, three, uh, three times a day for seven days, uh, but didn't get any better. And so now the doctor is saying that she's got these lymph nodules and the prednisone should be continued twice daily for another two weeks. She writes that personally she doesn't want to keep taking prednisone drops. I don't blame her. Uh, she's also suffering from lattice degeneration, myopia, cataracts, dry eye, ocular migraines, vitreous sinuresis, and photo, photophobia. <clears throat> she takes the supplements. She supports her liver. She eats a good diet. She does the rebounder as an exercise. She's using eyebright tea and eyebright homeopathic pellets uses a lemon uh, essential oil and uh, some myosin, and now she's going to start the organic castor oil eye drops. Any further recommendations? Um, she's got these lymph nodules, lymph bubbles in her eyes. Help! Okay. All right, Karen. Well, you're a great case history. You know, I would start off with something called a thermogram. And for those of you who are not interested in getting any more x-rays or radiation, thermography is something that I use. Um, it's an infrared thermal imaging device, and it's a lot less invasive than x-rays or um, you know, other imaging systems. But, but the reason why I bring it up is that, that it shows places in the body where there, um, there's heat coming off the body. And you can actually see the red that's imaging from the thermogram. And if we were going to do a thermogram on you, I bet that there would be a lot of redness around your eyes and maybe your face. And I think one of the things that um, you know, I would consider in this um, process is going into what is happening on an inflammatory level systemically. You know, I don't know how many times I beat this drum, but you know, whenever we have an eye problem, there's usually some thread of a systemic or metabolic imbalance. 
And since the eyes have one of the highest concentrations of blood vessels in the entire body, uh, when we have inflammation somewhere, it's linked to about every uh, condition, including our eyes. And what you've been getting right now is a very symptomatic approach very localized so I'm, the doctors are just thinking locally and you know when you're a specialist you tend to think that way but unfortunately it doesn't take into account all the connections that the eyes have with the body um, you know there's a lot of science that's pointing to how inflammation is one of the major challenges today in about every health condition that we have and you know, inherent in a person's immune response, inflammation is part of that, uh, that picture. And when it's acute, that's what's supposed to happen. But when it's chronic, this is when our immune system gets worn down. And so what happens is um, in, a, in a standard inflammatory response, our capillaries, I would say the microcapillaries in the eye, become dilated there's redness heat um, you know in some of the conditions you talked about episcleritis the conjunctival inflammation <clears throat> the meibomian gland dysfunction you're going to have um, this dilation in the capillaries which creates more inflammation and uh, of course if you're using things like steroids steroids actually suppress our body's own immune response to work and again in an acute situation for a short period of time i think that's okay i think that if i were you at this point you're definitely in a pattern of chronic stress that's probably um you know creating the eye scenario <clears throat> so i had a case karen recently where somebody had chronic meibomian gland dysfunction like you, which is a swelling and an inflammation around the eyelids. Uh, and this is where our major eye lymph is. And it's also a place where some of the glands exist that produce the tears uh, that cover the cornea and lubricate the eye. And what I recommended for her was to actually go into a very concentrated anti-inflammatory diet that was number one and second of all uh, to look at the possibility of a leaky gut syndrome and so we sent her to a functional medicine doctor we did some testing she had chronic inflammation in her gut she had leaky gut syndrome she had a lot of swollenness in the intestinal tract which is by the way part of our neurological health and our immune system. So um, he worked with her increasing her microbiome and then in increasing the microbiome, <clears throat> uh, eating an anti-inflammatory diet, which included um, you know, anti-inflammatory juicing, uh, smoothies. Um, and I can run through a list of some of the things that we both came up with, green leafy vegetables, um, Swiss chard, for example, bok choy, celery. The benefits of celery are off the charts. Um, it's an excellent source of potassium as well as antioxidants and vitamins. Beets, great for fighting inflammation, has uh, levels of potassium and magnesium. 
And one of my concerns for you is that you have a magnesium deficiency, and this is linked very strongly to inflammatory conditions. Uh, the cruciferous vegetable family, broccoli, one of my favorites in terms of an antioxidant fruit is blueberries. So many great benefits. Quercetin and, and, and the anthocyanins are great for um, just improving the overall circulation in the retina. Um, let's see, what else did we do? Um, bone broth. So we increased her collagen health. We also had her do um, oral MSM. Uh, coconut oil, chia seeds, walnuts, flax seeds. So we were really boosting the, um, the omega-3 uh, fatty acids. And then the last two are my go-tos for anti-inflammatory response, ginger. Uh, and I, I like to use ginger root and curcumin. Uh, the, the compound curcumin has an active anti-inflammatory component that um, is really, uh, really strong. But I think there are different levels and layers of this. Uh, so I think the gut is one level. I think another level is what type of eye drops you're using um, around your eyes. And I would definitely stick with Similiacin, Optique, the hexane-free castor oil eye drops, if you can get the MSM drops for your eyes, those are also beneficial. And I would talk to your doctor about reducing and eliminating the prednisone and the steroids. They just don't work long term. And it actually reduces the ocular microbiome. That's the good bacteria in the eyes. Uh, I did a, a blog, a written blog in Mind Body Green, where I talked about some of the research out there that we actually have good bacteria in the eyes. And when we take things like antibiotics and, and steroids, it reduces the, um, the benefits uh, of, the, of the microbiome. There aren't any uh, because they destroy them. Visual stress is another issue that you may not be thinking about. My physical eye therapy exercises uh, for computer eye strain, uh, whether you're on digital or not, would be helpful to you. And this would be my end palm hum, the tongue clock, uh, possibly the yin yang chart. Uh, you need to bring more, um, you know, more things to your eyes that are going to reduce the stress. Probably getting some blue blockers, you know, with that lattice degeneration, which means that the retina, there's an imbalance going on in the retina and it may be stretching or pulling in a certain way. So the functional vision has an impact on the structure as well. Um, I would consider with the meibomian gland dysfunction to really up the eyebright T compresses, maybe doing them twice or three times a day uh, with the eye massage. That would be very helpful. So you can see that I'm really addressing this locally on a micro level. So adding positive eye drops and and eye exercises and, and the blue blockers. And then the macro, which is doing something systemically that is going to move you away from that edge of inflammation. So this woman who I was working with who had MGD, um, we've completely changed her diet. And guess what happened? Her meibomian gland dysfunction went completely away. 
And she went back to her regular eye doctor and he was floored. He couldn't believe it. He wanted to know what she was doing. He hadn't even thought about it, uh, that you could do things systemically uh, to, to change what's happening in the eyes. So I think the takeaway with this all is that whenever you have a chronic eye problem, there comes a point when, you know, you have to punt on the pharmaceuticals because they're just making things worse and start doing some of these complementary and alternative therapies, including systemic and metabolic balance, as well as uh, local eye, you know, eye therapies. So I hope, Karen, that that's helpful to you. Uh, keep in touch and take care. All right, let's go to question number two. And this is a person, she didn't want to leave her name, but she has um, an ocular immune disease. And she read on some website that spirulina as well as echinacea actually increase the autoimmunity. Uh, so I guess the uh, uh, autoimmune disease because she was drinking a green powder from a reputable company and noticed that spirulina was an ingredient. She was also told by her doctor that she shouldn't be taking any more than 500 milligrams of vitamin C as this can create an adverse reaction. And she wants to do an integrative approach, but after consulting with her functional doctor, um, she's not sure which way to go. And so she's inquiring about it on an eye level and then how this may affect um, her, not only her systemic health, but also her eye health. <clears throat> so, you know, autoimmune disease is running rampant in our society. And we can take a look at why, you know, obviously, I think if we look at the environment, this is um, you know, one of the one of the reasons why I think our our health is letting us down is because of the exposure that we're getting with um, things like pesticides and getting into some of the things like being exposed to Roundup and things like glyphosate. Um, you know, there have been another a number of studies out that are starting starting to connect. Uh, several reasons why we're developing autoimmune disease. And I think that near the top of the list is the environmental toxins. I would say that number two, if we take a look at our diet, one of the big things that begins to attack our immune system is this chronic inflammation. And depending on our diet, um, you know, if we're eating things like gluten, dairy, sugar, I'm, I'm going to spotlight sugar here because if our blood sugar levels are, you know, rising and lowering and there's a there's a big swing, uh, this puts a lot of pressure on our circulatory system and um, it, eventually it is going to have an effect not only on our eyes, but our overall ability to stave off things like inflammation. I think number three, um, one of the things that we look at is our endocrine health. 
specifically our thyroid health. You know, I'm seeing more and more people with conditions like Hashimoto's, which attacks the thyroid, people with chronic adrenal burnout, and they're living in, you know, uh, a sea of cortisol in their body. I think when um, our endocrine system is letting us down, one of the areas that it attacks is the eyes. And people are getting more and more conditions like uh, autoimmune disease and there are you know, things like uveitis, conjunctivitis, episcleritis, uh, meibomian gland dysfunction, optic neuritis is another one. So bottom line is, you know, seeing if you can work with your endocrine system in a way that you can take some of the pressure off your, um, you know, your, your vascular health. Um, I think that uh, another thing that's not talked about is trauma. And studying trauma for many years and working in some of the hospitals and being consultant, especially in the traumatic brain injury field, I feel that if you've had any kind of trauma, and we have all had trauma in our life, this actually freezes our ability on a cellular level to absorb our nutrients. And this is going to affect our detoxification pathways and ultimately our immune system. And so if you can find a a gifted therapist who can work with you to release the trauma, this could either be through uh, Peter Levine's work, somatic experiencing therapy, or uh, craniosacral therapy. Um, I think that the the traumas that are being absorbed with us just on a daily basis, if you watch the news, is uh, has an effect on our biochemistry and our brain chemistry, and we're not producing the normal levels of things like. Um, serotonin and dopamine so it begins to affect our mood uh, so the the trauma work is part of it um, and i would say last but not least especially if we're talking about ocular autoimmune issues is our functional health in our eyes so let me break that down because not many eye doctors talk about this functional vision has to do with how we use our two eyes together, the coordination of our eyes, how we track, how we focus, how our eye brain body works together in relationship to balance and orientation. Now, in this functional vision world, we have certain visual skills that help us in our accessing ability of information, our processing, and then ultimately the output. And if we're um, deficient in our functional vision, this puts incredible stress on our eyes, our eye muscles, our eye circulation, and this can lead to uh, circulation issues, inflammation, and it weakens our lymphatic and our immune system. So going to somebody who can assess not just eyesight acuity and eye health, but what's happening with your depth perception, your peripheral vision, your vestibular visual system, and giving you exercises that can strengthen, strengthen the functional vision is so helpful in being able to uh, reduce the, the, the stress and the possible inflammatory responses that occur in the eyes. I like things like color therapy, using different frequencies of color 
to open up the visual system, relax the eyes. Now there's something coming out called red light therapy, which has some benefits in being able to not only balance the eyes, but the entire body. So you might check into that. Uh, but I think, again, like the last uh, caller, I think we have to look at this from a, a micro point of view and a macro point of view, meaning body-centered and eye-centered. We have to look at both, not either or. And, you know, when we work with the eye doctors, they tend to forget about the body. And when we work with the functional medicine people, they tend to forget about the eye. So you need to be inclusive. Now, this thing about vitamin C and spirulina, um, there, there are reports out there that this may not be the most supportive supplement for uh, your condition. You know, I always say that food is the medicine that we need to, to really gain our optimal health. I would learn about how to make smoothie formulas, and I'm not just talking about juicing carrots, but I'm talking about, you know, adding things like ginger root uh, and turmeric root in with maybe a bit of citrus and some of your green leafy vegetables, maybe some coconut meat, coconut water, um, adding some medicinal mushrooms. Um, these are things when you start adding all of this to a, a morning smoothie and the baseline tea is a chaga tea, a mushroom tea. Uh, so you're drinking, you're doing a warm drink, but you're getting all these incredible phytochemicals and uh, antioxidants into your gut right away. And then eating a anti-inflammatory diet, mostly plant-based, uh, making sure you're getting enough uh, support on the microbiome level. And it's a process for you to right the ship. It's not going to happen overnight. And I think the thing that triggers a lot of these autoimmune problems is that the closer you get to the cliff around your stress level, your inflammation, your toxicity level, this is when the autoimmune gets triggered. And so there's a term I use called self-regulation. I was talking with a patient just a little while ago, and I define self-regulation is the art and the skill of being able to manage your stress reactions in a way through different practices so that you can balance and regulate your stress response. And the better you become at regulating your stress response, the lower the inflammation, the lower the, the cortisol levels, and this allows your lymphatic system to work better and ultimately your immune system. So this is kind of a mental, emotional practice that triggers the physical to create the neurochemicals that we need to balance our health. So as we always say, it's an inside job in uh, developing op optimal health. And the mental, emotional, spiritual is a big part of this whole uh, scenario. So, you know, I don't have a cookbook approach. I'm not a cookbook person. Uh, I think that when people, practitioners start giving cookbook answers. Uh, one size does not fit all. Uh, I think finding different practitioners who can meet you where you are when you walk in the door and they can hold your hand and help guide you into moving more towards optimal health. I think that that's what you're looking for. And, uh, you know, autoimmune may always be on your resume, 
But as you get stronger and, and, and more adept at self-regulation, uh, you move away from that, uh, that issue and it doesn't run your life. So I, you know, I so appreciate the question. It, it is a tough place to be. Uh, I hope you take my advice to heart. I think it could be very, very helpful. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for another great show, great questions. Uh, I appreciate the participation. And uh, until next time, everyone, take good care. You are listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsamburn.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.